were here today to honor achievement and excellence. I was going to speak about haagen chocolate chip ice cream and Smucker's red raspberry jam, but those subjects have been adequately covered already. So instead, I'm going to talk about the Boston Celtics, if the people from Los Angeles would forgive me. <laughs> The Celtics are the cause for much pride among us Bostonians, certainly for sports fans, baseball fans in particular, who must suffer the yearly disappointments since 1918 with the Boston Red Sox. It's wonderful sometimes to have a winner. For you gathered here, however, what's relevant is not that the Celtics won the NBA championship this year, but how they won it. Their method of victory gives us some insight into achievement and excellence. The Celtics' opponent, the Lakers, have been described as the quintessential team of the 1980s, fast and flashy, blessed with marvelous passing, running, and shooting. They handle the ball in a way that's almost supernatural. In fact, it's no coincidence that one of their top players is nicknamed Magic. The skyhook of, <clears throat> of Jabbar is awesome. Great sweeping arc of the arm, the ball goes straight into the basket, swish. The speed of Worthy, twisting, curling and sailing in under for a layup couldn't be captured even on the slow motion replays. On paper, the statistics of the Lakers are intimidating. On the floor, their fast breaks are so fast, if you blink, you've missed another basket. Their home court is all glamour and glitter, too, filled with movie stars and pop singers. It's a Hollywood spectacular with beautiful cheerleaders and a dancing fool in the aisles. The lake, as you might say, a rock video and diet drinks, break dancing and 10-speed bikes. <laughs> They're the epitome of urban flash and filigree. By contrast, what do we have in Boston? The dull and dowdy Boston Celtics, blue-collar and blue-necked, an old-fashioned gang of plotters playing a 1960s brand of basketball. They walk the ball down the court, pass it around, mix it up shoot the standard shots, and then fight like hell for rebounds. <laughs> they play in a shabby old arena that hasn't been repainted in years and probably never be air-conditioned, but the temperature never went over 100. 98 was the highest in the last series. There are no cheerleaders in sequence, only a bunch of subway screamers in green T-shirts. <laughs> Despite this contrast and the apparent superiority of the Lakers, the Celtics managed to end up as the world champions for an unprecedented 15th time, I might add. So how did they do it? Hard work, determination, a reliance on basics, great staying power over the long haul, and a little bit of luck. Okay, here comes the message. You knew there'd be one. You're thinking, work hard, you'll be rewarded. Well, that's only part of it. In the real world, hard work and determination doesn't always mean success. Teams and individuals need to have a little something extra. Don't forget, the Celtics also had Larry Bird, perhaps one of the finest basketball players of any era. In other words, the Celtics' hard work and determination were boosted to greatness by a little touch of genius. It's this combination of dogged determination and inspired genius that gives true substance to achievement. In today's world, we have many cases of flash and filigree winning instant fame and success. As one example, I could mention rock stars of indeterminate gender. <laughs> Certainly some of these popular figures display a genius for self-promotion. 
but which among them will be revered or remembered a decade or even six months from now? Which of them has the substance to become truly great? I suspect many of you have already demonstrated an unusual combination of genius and determination, imagination and hard work. These are the qualities that have made you honor students and the reason we're here to celebrate your achievements. With this honor, however, come special responsibilities. In a society increasingly influenced, who says I'm not nervous, <laughs> by surface brilliance and hollow, shallow success, it's your duty to maintain a solid core of substance and integrity in all your future endeavors. That'll be true achievement. Of course, it's traditional for speakers at this point to tell students that no goal is unattainable, no dream impossible. Actually, that's not quite realistic. For example, no amount of hard work, determination, genius, or even brilliant ball handling would ever have allowed me to play for the Boston Celtics. <laughs> I realized this quite early when I noticed that the kneecap of our high school center was just about at my eye level. <laughs> not discouraged, I discovered astronomy and softball. I'm now in my 13th season holding down second place for our softball team, the Nine Planets. <laughs> we're three and one so far this year. Not as good as the T Detroit Tigers, but we're getting close. I hope you're all as successful in softball, basketball, and whatever field you choose. I'll be happy to entertain any questions on the Celtics, basketball, or even astrophysics, but I'll leave football to Franco Harris. <laughs> Thank you. Questions? Uh, I'm not going to comment on the basketball situation, being as I'm from Detroit, but I like your mention of the Tigers. Uh, on a serious note, do you believe the universe is going to collapse again? <laughs> I think I can easily say that it really doesn't matter what I think. <laughs> and I can also say that even if it were to recollapse, it wouldn't happen for the order of 40 billion years or so. And since even Dr. DeVries hasn't figured out how to make us live for uh, even a considerable fraction of that 40 billion, it's not a, a case of immediate concern. <laughs> On the other hand, it's certainly one of the most important and profound questions one can ask about the universe. Is the universe going to continue to expand as it is now doing forever, or will it eventually collapse? What makes the difference between whether it will continue to expand or eventually collapse? It's like throwing up a ball into the air. If you throw it up with the usual speed of even pitches on the Red Sox, the ball goes to a certain height and then comes down again, pulled down by the gravity of the Earth. On the other hand, if we launch a rocket from Cape Kennedy on a good day, sometimes the rocket can escape from the Earth and never come back. <laughs> and the case of Pioneer 10 even escaped from the solar system. What makes the difference? Well, the difference is the velocity at which the rocket is shot up compared to the force of gravity pulling it back to the Earth. With the universe, it's a question of the force of the universe pulling back the universe, which is, which, whose various parts are now expanding. And it's a very tricky thing to find out whether there is enough mass in the universe to prevent it from expanding forever and to pull it back in on itself again or not. We are not able to say with any reliability whether the universe will, in fact, 
recollapse or continue to expand forever. But it's one of the most intriguing and fundamental questions that's being looked at now in astrophysics. That's a long-winded answer to say I don't know. <laughs> Hi. You talk about um, the universe pulling back on itself. Is there a theoretical center of the universe that everything is moving towards? Or, or away or, from. Well, right, it's moving yeah. away from, but you the, said that The best way pulled. to answer that, you say it's expanding, so it must be expanding away from a point. Well, it's very difficult to conceive of four-dimensional space-time, so let me give you a simpler example, and let's look at a balloon, okay? We blow up a balloon, and if we live on the surface of the balloon, every point on the surface looks like it's moving away from every other point. There's no center to the surface of a balloon. And if you're any point on a balloon, the parts of the balloon further away from you until you get halfway around look like they're going away from you further than the parts closer to you. So things further away look like they're expanding faster, just like in the universe. That's a simple two-dimensional example of what happens in three-dimensional space. On a more serious note, what do you think the Celtics' that chances are next year? Note. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the Celtics' chances are next year? <laughs> Well, they did it once before in 68 and 69. They took it twice in a row. That was the last time it was done. I think they have a pretty good chance. <laughs>